What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Square Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bank, joined by my co-host, The Sandman, and we're coming at you with some uh, Week 3 NFL action here. We're uh, open to have a winning week here, and let's get right into things. How are you doing, Sandman? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, last week was another pretty good week for me, going over 500 for the second straight week in both my plays on here as well as my personal plays, so I'm feeling pretty good. I did uh, not too well yesterday on the Thursday night game, but it's behind us, so let's get after it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, my plays last week, uh, for the second straight week under 500, I went 2-3, uh, and three, but, you know, we got to bounce back at some point. So this week we're hoping to, to get some winners, and I think we'll have a couple crossfires too, so that'll be interesting for the pod to see who can see if uh, Sandman can create some distance between our, the two of us and our uh, our crossfire butts. But let's, uh, let's move on and get into the first game right away. Um, Bears-Falcons. Well, actually, how about this? You want to talk a little bit about the Thursday night game and uh, yeah, any takeaways sure. from that? So I'm not sure why I was initially on the Dolphins just because I didn't think the Jaguars, you know, they had a few good weeks, but – I really didn't think that they were very good still. Um, then I just got drawn in by that line. Um, I was tempted to take Dolphins money line. I liked the Dolphins, and I just didn't. You know, sometimes, sometimes you talk yourself out of a good bet, and that's what happened to me here. Um, I don't know. It was a pretty bad game. Fitzmagic played pretty well. A lot of injuries on the Jaguars. DJ Chark, Kurt. Keenan Cole got hurt in the last minute yesterday. Um, kind of screwed over one of my fan duels. But, hey, we're uh, – I don't know. I think, if anything, I think just take away that the Jaguars aren't very good. And I think Minshew he'll, – he'll be really inconsistent this year. So I, I would tend to stay away from betting the Jaguars going forward just because I don't think you can ever rely on Minshew to – to play play well or play bad. I think he's going to have a lot of variance this year. So that's what I took away from it. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I mean, kind of what you'd expect out of a Dolphins-Jags primetime game. Nothing mm-hmm. uh, nothing too special. Like you said, Fitzpatrick played well. I think Minshew looked like, uh, looked like a late-round draft pick at quarterback, which, I mean, that's going to happen sometimes with a guy like that. Um, so... I don't think there was too much to take away. I think the Jags got uh, humbled a little bit. I think after the start they had, they, you know, got put back in their place a little bit, and uh, Dolphins got their first win of the season. So, yeah, I, also uh, I just think we'll say that it was kind of weird having Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling a Dolphins Jaguars game. It felt a little off to me. <laughs> yeah, it def- that's true. That definitely was a little bit of a weird part about it. You don't get that very often. <laughs> Um, you don't get those. Well, I guess sometimes on the Thursday night football, they have uh, the classic I remember is always the Titans Jags primetime commercials that they would put out there trying to get uh, viewers for those Thursday night games. But, you know, that's how it goes. They got the, the weird schedule for the Thursday games and things of that nature. But uh, let's let's move on. I think there's actually just a couple moves on the board for this week as I'm sitting on Bavada right now. All the lines actually kind of went away and looks like a decent amount of them have moved. So I think uh, they might have been taking some action on some of these lines, like uh, the Falcons game moved half a point. 
the Eagles game moved half a point. So let's jump right into it with uh, that Bears-Falcons game. Do you have any any takes on this one uh, right out of the gate? Um, I think I lean Falcons here. Uh, I just The Bears have a solid defense, and I, I do think they're an okay team, but the Falcons are going to be pretty hungry after last week and in classic Falcon fashion. They choked it away. Um, yeah. But I do like the under here. Um, obviously, that Falcons offense has been really good. Um, but that again, that Bears offense, you know, they're not they're not a high flyer by any means. And I don't know. I just don't think the Falcons have played any defenses like the Bears. You know, they got the Cowboys, and would they have Week One again? I didn't write it down here. Falcons. Yeah. Uh, week One, they had the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, so that's two Put average up 25 defenses. Seattle. That's two average defenses they've played. I think they'll really get tested by this Bears defense. That O-line is not very good at all going against that Bears front seven. Um, they also got a couple guys in the secondary that I think can slow down Ridley and Jones. Um, and like I said before, you know, that Bears offense isn't going isn't gonna to put up anything more than 24 points. So I just think if this game does go over – it's going to be the Falcons blowing them out, but I really don't see that happening. So I do like the under 47 and a half or yeah, under 47 and a half. Yeah. I think uh, you made a good point there. I think this could be the type of game where depending on the side you like, you could make a, a somewhat correlated parlay. Like if, if you're leaning bears or if you're leaning under, maybe take the bears as the slight, uh, maybe over a field goal dog at certain places and that'd be a decent play or if you do think the Falcons are going to blow them out, I would say parlay that with the over because I do think while the Bears aren't going to put up too many points, I do think that um, especially if the Falcons turn this into a blowout, their defense is definitely going to let up some points in the end. Yeah. So uh, I do think that's just a thing that you could look at if you like a side on this game. But I do, if I had to lean, I would lean with your under uh, 47 and a half there on this game. But I do not have a play on this one. Um not not too much to say about uh, either of these teams. I think the Bears obviously aren't a legitimate two and a legitimate two and O team. I mean, have had a pretty easy schedule so far, and this Falcons team isn't uh, too great or too uh, big of a challenge. But they are the favorite, so I think this will be a relatively boring uh, Sunday afternoon game. But hey, it's football, so we can't really complain. No, we can't. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, get out, keep on rolling. And our next game we have on the slate is the Bengals catching four and a half in Philly. And Bulls looking right around uh, 47 and a half. Um, I'll start this one off. I don't, don't have a play on this one either. Um, I think that the Eagles obviously have been pretty disappointing so far. Bengals put up a bit of effort against the Browns. Uh, obviously kind of got ran all over by those two Browns running backs. I think they put up over 200 combined yards on the ground or uh, from scrimmage. I'm not sure how many actual rushing yards they had, but I do think this is a game where Miles Sanders will probably uh, perform pretty well for the Eagles. But at the same time, I'm not confident in once the way he's looked so far this season to lay the points with the Eagles. And I, I just, I can't really pick out a lean here on this, on the total either. This is just one of those where I think I'm going to have to pass as well. Uh, Sandman, you got a play on this one? Uh, I don't have a play either. I think this, I would lean Eagles to bounce back here. Um, 
But Joe Burrow, I mean, that Bengals offense looked definitely capable last week, especially in the second half. Um, I don't know. I just don't have enough, like you said, I don't have enough faith in Carson Wentz. Doug Peterson isn't, hasn't shown me anything play calling wise that I like. Um, I don't know. I just think it, this is a tough game to pick a side on, like you said. And in terms of the over under, I think it's, you know, it's right about where I would set it. Um, so I don't really even have a lean for that. And no, I don't have any plays on this game either. So I think we can just move on. Um, Absolutely. Another Go new game. We got the Patriots and the Raiders. Um, I think this, this is definitely going to be an interesting game to see where both of these teams are really at right now. Um, we got it opened at six and a half uh, in favor of the Patriots. Now it's down to five and a half. Um, I would, I do not have a play on this game, but it was one of my plays in contention to take the Raiders plus five and a half. You saw what they did last week or last week on prime time against the Saints. They looked really, really good. Derek Carr managed the game really well, found his targets. You know, Josh Jacobs is Josh Jacobs. He's, he's going to get his 75 yards at least. Um, and I don't know. The Patriots, yeah, they lost the Seahawks. They're not a bad team. They're not a great team. Um, I would probably definitely lean Raiders on this one. I would set the line closer to four, four and a half. Um, and then again, this over-under, I think, is right where it should be. Uh, the Patri- that Patriots defense is still pretty solid, even though if they didn't show it last week. Um, but Derek Carr isn't Russell Wilson, so he may not put up the same amount of pressure on that defense. So I'm going to stay away from the over-under completely. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I was pretty impressed by the Raiders on that uh, Monday Night Football game, their home opener in their new stadium against the Saints. And uh, like you said, Carr performed pretty well, pretty much just feeding Waller the whole game. The thing here, I think, is uh, Belichick will definitely take away Waller and not let the yeah not let the Raiders have those uh, easy yards to their tight end. So I, I would lean the Patriots here at this uh, five-and-a-half number, but um, I'm not going to be having a play on this one either. Just uh, one of those games where, I mean, the Raiders look really good right now, but coming off of uh, – both these teams really coming off of emotional big games, uh, I think could be a flat spot for either team. So I'm just not really willing to back either of them here and uh, get involved in a game in Foxborough where you never really know uh, how dominant Bill Belichick's team could be. Uh, sometimes they, they really show up and perform, and sometimes it's a – lost to the Dolphins as a 17-point favorite, as we saw last week, last year in Week 17. So I'm just going to be passing this one as well. Uh, and then we'll move right along to a game that I'm actually looking forward to quite a bit, the uh, Texans and Steelers. I think, obviously, Texans have struggled a decent amount these first two weeks, but no one can really blame them. I think we can all agree they've played the two best teams in the league. And they're not getting too much help this week either, playing another – AFC competitor or a top uh, competitor in the AFC and the Steelers uh, Steelers minus four in this one. Do you have a lean on either side here? Yeah. So this is another one. I probably will be firing on personally, along with the Raiders. I'm going to take the Texans plus four. Um, like you said, the Ravens and the chiefs are really in a class of their own, in my opinion, in this year's NFL. Um, and, you know, the Texans, they really didn't put up a huge fight against either team, but um and yeah the Steelers team is solid they have a good defense I'm not 100% sold on Big Ben yet he looked good in week one against a bad defense 
last week he was, you know, he's an average quarterback. Um, I don't know. It's a, this is a tough game. You know, you don't really know where the Texans are at because they haven't really had a game that they have been competitive in, but they've also played the two best teams in football and gotten outplayed in both. So I'm not confident enough to put it in my, to put it in my five plays, but I would lean the Texans here. And in terms of the over under, I think 45, 45 and a half is a pretty good number. Um, I don't really have a lean on this. You know, that Steelers defense is going to be good, but you know, it is Deshaun Watson and, I don't like to bet against him to put up points, so I'm gonna stay away from it. Yeah, if I had a if I had shoes on the over, I'd probably lean there and honestly it might uh, go there with a personal play, but not gonna be uh, making that as one of my five for the pod. I just like you were saying, Steelers defense can can always wreak havoc on a offense and really shut them down. But at the end of the day, I do think the Steelers are gonna be able to put up points on this Texans team, and Texans coming from behind a little bit is always dangerous, especially when you're holding an under ticket. So I would lean to the over there, but uh, Going to be passing that one and moving on to my first play of the week. And I think it is your first play as well on this Rams-Bills game. I think this is probably the best uh, noon game that we're seeing on the board here and most exciting one. Yeah. Between two 2-0 two teams, uh, Bills are looking like about minus 125, minus 130 favorites. Uh, <clears throat> about minus 2, minus 1.5 in some areas, in some places on the spread and 47 for the total. I'm thinking for this one, I'm going to be laying uh, the couple points with the bills here. And I think the main reason for that is just that obviously haven't played two uh, great teams out of the gate in the dolphins and the jets two of the more bottom teams in the league. But I don't really think the bills have been given any credit for those wins. And I think the Rams have been uh, a little overhyped in their first uh, two wins against the Cowboys team that uh, was, I think, a little overvalued, and I paid the price for that on in week one. And then the Rams obviously beating the Eagles, who we know have not really shown up this season yet. And I think the Rams are getting a little more credit than the Bills are so far. The Bills, obviously, like I said, beating two pretty bad teams, but I think they did it extremely handily, and especially against that Jets team. I mean, they controlled that game and really should have been up even more than, I think it was 27-0 at halftime. So I, I'm going to be taking the Bills here and uh, riding Josh Allen. I think the way that they've been getting the ball to their playmakers has been really exciting to see for a Bills team that hasn't really had that aspect in the past. But uh, I know you have your little bit on the other side here. What are your thoughts on this Rams-Bills matchup? Yeah, so I actually found some plays I like a little more than this one, so I'm not going to be firing on either side, but I would definitely lean Rams. Um, I just think – no, the Rams are the sorry. Um, Bills have had a lot of turnover problems so far this year um, with uh, four turnovers in two games, which is not something you like to do against. It's something you can afford to do against the teams that they've played, but I don't think it's something that you can afford to do against Sean McVay and the Rams. Um, I think this defense is going to be a step up for Josh Allen. Um, yeah, he's looked good in the first two games, but like you said before, and like I already said, like the Bills haven't played anyone. It's kind of the reverse of the Texans in that, like the Texans haven't been in any games, but they've played the two best teams. The Bills have won both games handily, but they haven't really played anyone. Um, and I, I'm pretty impressed with the Rams. Um, I would be leaning Rams plus two here at one and a half. 
I would be fine with that as well. Um, I think the Rams are going to be back to back to a couple of years ago. Maybe not that good, but I think they'll be a solid team this year. And I'm still not sold on the Bills and Josh Allen in specific. So I do lean Rams plus two here. And if you want to make that our crossfire of the week, I would definitely be interested in that. And then the over-under, again, I'm just going to stay away from it. I don't have any clear leans here at all. So, yeah. I think actually we have a crossfire that we could be making later on in the slate, if I'm not mistaken. So we could pass on this one, but um, assuming the Bills win, I'll definitely uh, let you hear about it. <laughs> but sure. let's, let's keep moving on. And uh, moving on to our next game on the slate, the Vikings hosting the Titans as three-point underdogs, actually, in Minnesota. And uh, I think uh, everyone would be in, in agreement that the Vikings are probably the most disappointing team so far in this season, just in terms of expectations. And I think that I personally have seen a, a lot of people with the Vikings in their bottom five uh, power rankings for the rest of the season. And, I mean, from what I've seen – I don't see much to be excited about as a Vikings fan. I mean, obviously, 0-2 start, you're not going to be excited about, but sometimes you can find some positives in there. But, ooh, the secondary has just looked really brutal. And, I mean, they just had a couple of injuries last week. And Cousins just without digs, I mean, seems like he isn't really going to be able to produce at all. So this is an interesting spot here against the Titans team that's 2-0 and and maybe should have had a little more margin in their two games that they did win. Um so you got any plays on this one here? I don't. I would lean, you know, I was leaning Vikings. Um, but when I looked at it, it was, you know, you're only getting three points for a team that really has been brutal this this season so far. And I think they're a little better than they've shown so far. I think most people can agree on that. Um, I don't think they're a bottom five team in football by any means. Um, but I'm just, I guess I'm not ready to, ready to put my money on them quite yet until I see something a little bit better. Um, so I don't have a lean. Um, one thing I will say is, you know, early off season before the draft, everyone was like, oh, Vikings rebuilding. You know, they lost digs. They lost their corners. They lost a couple guys on defense, on the offensive line. Like, they're going to be bad this year. And then they had a good draft, supposedly, and everyone was back to – you know, the Vikings are the best team in the NFC North. And when you look at it, like, it's pretty tough to find, you know, an influential rookie in the draft, especially that late where they picked. So, yeah, they might have had a good draft, but I don't think those guys are going to be key contributors for a while. So I think I think the Vikings hype was kind of peaking before the season a little bit too much, and now we've kind of seen where they're really at. Like I said before, I don't think where they're really at is a bottom five team, but I don't think they're a playoff team by any means. So I'm going to be staying away from this game. Um, and then the over-under, this Vikings defense is just so bad, played so bad that I I don't know what I would take. You know, the Titans defense, I, it's, it's a tough game to bet, in my opinion, either way. So I'm just going to stay away from everything here. I'm going to be staying away as well. It's just, it's just a, a weird – game with how the Titans have played so far. I mean, they've honestly kind of underperformed on the scoreboard, in my opinion. And the Vikings just obviously have been extremely disappointing. So, and this look-ahead line has moved so much that I just don't see see any value placing a bet on this one. I just think it's kind of a crapshoot 
could go either way. We don't really – I think maybe by week five we'll truly know if this Vikings team is going to be able to be a little competitive in the NFC North or if they're, they are truly going to be on, on the bottom of things here. But let's keep it rolling and move on to the next – last game actually on the, on the noon slate. Nice of the NFL to actually give us a decent amount of uh, the afternoon games and instead of having 10 or something loaded up at noon. I like that a lot more for sure. But we're looking at here the Washington football team going to Cleveland, taking on the Browns as uh, seven or seven and a half point underdogs, total lined at right about 45. And I actually do have a play on this one as well. I'm going to be taking the, I'm going to be taking Washington plus seven and a half if you can find it out there. I think that uh, this Washington team has played pretty well so far. Obviously, a little disappointing result against the Cardinals week two, but I mean, Cardinals have been uh, looking pretty good so far, so that doesn't concern me all that much, especially going up against this Browns team who uh, really let the Bengals back into that one on Thursday night, even though they were running all over them. And I just, I mean, I've been impressed with Dwayne Haskins so far this year. Obviously, he hasn't made any incredible plays or anything, but he hasn't thrown a pick yet. And I just think he's doing a good job of protecting the ball and uh, let, giving their team a chance in these games. And in that Philadelphia game, I think he showed some great leadership taking his team back and scoring 27 unanswered. So I'm going to be uh, taking Washington to keep this one inside of a touchdown. And I, I won't be surprised if the Browns win this game at all, obviously, as the, the pretty big favorites. But I think that Washington's going to keep it close and worst case scenario. Well, not worst case scenario, obviously, but I think that they could easily come in here with a backdoor cover uh, like a type of Gardner Minshew deal where <laughs> they're down by 14 or uh, 10 and late and are able to make this happen on the, the plus seven and a half. So that's going to be my second play of the week there, Washington plus seven and a half. Yeah. So I agree in that when you're laying over a touch or you're getting over a touchdown against the Cleveland Browns, it's probably the right side to be on. Um, I would also lean Washington here, but I'm not going to be firing on anything. Um, I just, I don't have enough faith in either side to put my money down. Um, but I would have a fairly strong lean towards the under here. I think that Washington defense is better than people give it credit for. Um, and, you know, Baker hasn't really shown us much. They're a pretty run-heavy team, which is going to chew clock. Baker only put up the ball 23 times last week. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a, a run-heavy game on both sides. That Washington front seven is pretty good as well, which bodes well for them against the run-heavy Browns. Um, so my two leans here would be Washington and the under, but I'm not going to be firing on any of them. And also, yeah. lastly, if you don't have anything else to say, we do have one more new no. slate game on the 49 Oh, am I missing one? Defense. I don't believe we've Oh, sorry, it's not on the board here. <laughs> my um, bad. But, yeah, for me, I was, I was on the – 49ers pretty big before before the news came out about Jimmy G not making it. You know, you don't know about Kittle. He's still questionable. They lost some other guys. Obviously, Bose is done for the year. Um, so, again, I'm not really into betting betting on teams with a backup quarterback and a backup tight end and, you know, a bunch of backups starting against this Giants team that is really bad. So, I'm going to stay away from it. You know, you'll never know how Mullins is going to play. It's just too much variables at play for me. And normally I would be on the other side of this, but, you know, the Giants aren't very good. 
Um, Saquon's out, and I just there's just too much too much unknowns here. Um, so I'm gonna be staying away from this game as well as the over under. For sure, fair enough. Um, I'm actually gonna be taking the Giants here plus three and a half. I just think that the cluster injuries for San Francisco is just too much, and I think also them going back to the same field where they had all those injuries last week against the Jets. I think. I mean, they expressed some of their displeasure about that on social media with some of the players saying they don't really want to play there again. So I just think there's going to be a little bit of uh, a little bit of nervousness or a little bit of uh, tension surrounding the 49ers this week. And I don't, I don't, I don't expect guys like Kittle to go if they're kind of questionable here. And just with all the depth issues around the 49ers, I am going to be taking the Giants here. Obviously, Giants aren't the most exciting team to bet on, not the best team in the NFL, but. Sometimes it's where you find value is on the, the teams that no one really is looking to back the, the worst teams. Everyone always says point spreads the great equalizer. So we're going to be taking Giants here plus three and a half as our third play of the week. And uh, sorry, I missed that one on the noon slate. I guess I was, I'm looking at my games on Bavada here and they don't have that one on the board, probably because Jimmy G did just get rolled out. So uh, that's going to, those are going to be my first three plays for the noon games. Bills minus one and a half, Washington plus seven and a half and Giants Plus three and a half. Uh, which, what were your bets for the noon games so far? My only play on the noon game is Bears under 48. Okay. All right. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's get, keep on rolling and get right on to the afternoon slate now. We have Carolina going to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers, catching about six and a half and total line at right about 43 and a half here. Um, I don't really have any leans on this game. I think that Carolina's defense is obviously a little bit suspect. And I think that Herbert last week for the Chargers came out and did some good things for sure. And honestly looked better than I expected him to as a, as that high of a draft pick, I was a little surprised and didn't really think that he was going to fit for the Chargers or at least be able to contribute this early. But I think he did some good things against the chiefs and really kind of proved me wrong there. Let's see if he can continue it here against the, the, not very good Panthers defense. So I, I guess I could see this game going over the total of 43 and a half, but just one of those where the Chargers could pretty easily control the tempo and really slow this one down. So I'm not looking to get involved on it. Uh, what about you? Yeah, so I do have the over in this game. Um, looking at 43 and a half as a consensus. Um, you pretty much touched on everything. Herbert looked pretty good last week against a much better defense than he'd be going against this week. Um, and I think that, I don't know, that Chargers defense is, even with Derwin James out, they've got a couple other guys banged up. Um, they haven't looked all that great this season so far. Um, and I think they're a little bit, a little bit valued higher than they really should be. Um, in terms of the, the spread, I think it's our lean Panthers probably here against the rookie quarterback. Um, I just think it's tough to lay six and a half on a rookie quarterback that with one career start. Um, but I do really like the over 43 and a half here as one of my better bets for this week. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a, a interesting game. I mean, I, I guess I would probably lean there with you on the over, but I'm not going to be making a play on it. Um, next up, we actually have the Jets going to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Plus 11 and a half is the line and 44 is the total. It's going to be another pass for me. 
Uh, I think Colts took care of business last week against the Vikings. 28-11, beat them pretty handily. But um, wasn't anything super impressive out of the Colts, I don't think. And this Jets team has just been uh, quite the disappointment so far this season, to say the least. I mean, in my opinion, through two weeks, uh, I actually had some um, some excitement for the Jets coming into this season. Not like anything crazy, but I did think they would – be a, a little competitive in that jumbled AFC East, but it looks like it's actually just going to be Patriots and Bills at top, just like it has been the past couple of seasons, and the Jets are going to continue to disappoint. So I'm going to be staying away from this one here. I think 11.5 is a lot to lay with this Colts team who might just run the ball and keep this as a very low-scoring game, but at the same time, the Jets continue to rule out players for this game. Perriman and Crowder are going to be out. Sam Darnold just really getting no help and having no weapons, so I'm not really looking forward to invest in this game on any side or any part of the total. Sandman, do you have any takes on this one here? Yeah, so FanDuel is offering the Jets plus 12 and a half. Um, it's a point higher than any other site. Um, thankfully, it is my site that I use to place wagers, so I'm going to be taking the Jets plus 12 and a half. I think yeah, the Jets aren't good. They've got no weapons with Le'Veon and Perriman and Crowder out. Um, they're not a good team, but I think when you're when you're laying twelve and a half or getting twelve and a half against the borderline playoff team, I think it's just a spot you have to take. Um, they're going to be in it all game in terms of the twelve and a half number, um, and I think I don't know when you're getting that much, you're cut, you're covering for seventy percent of the game probably. Um, I think it's just going to be hard for the Colts to get over that hump of 12 and a half. And I'm not betting on the Jets because they're, they're good. I, I like, I just like the Colts. Uh, eh, I just don't think the Colts are anything special. And when you get this many points against a team, that's nothing special. I think it's a spot that you have to take. Totally fair. Just the Especially super high, this, super high this low game. scoring, low scoring game, you know, I, I just don't see how the Colts I, – I don't know. When you have – again, like I always say every week, when you have a total of 44, which is maybe the lowest on the board this week, I think 12 yeah, and a half is a lot of points. Besides like a four – I see a 43, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely down there. So, yeah, I don't have a play on the over-under, but I do like the Jets to cover 12 and a half. I think I think that's a that's a good one. I, like you always say, you like to bet. Like you were just saying, you like to bet those uh, those big dogs when the totals are low, just because it's a low scoring game. Those points are going to be that much more valuable. And I like to always tie that in with a uh, we can call it correlated parlay with that under forty four. If you're going to be taking the Jets, I think that's a good thing to take a stab at because if neither if the Colts aren't able to put up 24, 28 points, I think this is for sure going to be a Jets cover. So I think look at, if you're taking the Jets, maybe look at that parlay with the under, but I do think the Jets is the right side to be on for this one. I'm just going to be passing because I don't want to get involved on this Jets team right now. Um, So we got three more afternoon games. Let's move on to the Cowboys taking on the Seahawks. Cowboys looking like five-point underdogs. Total line extremely high at 57, but you can't really blame the bookmakers for that, I don't think. After we saw Seattle hang 35, I believe it was, on the Patriots defense, and the Cowboys put up 40 in the crazy comeback against the Falcons. Uh, I, I'm super excited for this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. And I, I don't always love 
extremely high scoring games. I, sometimes I like to see the the defensive battles, but I mean, in this game, I don't think we're going to be getting that. We're going to be getting an exciting shootout. So you just got to embrace it and enjoy the show. I think this could be easily a, a 35, 30, 31 type game or something like that, where we get damn near into the seventies for points, but uh, maybe an alternate total type of game. I do not have a play on this one though, just because the total is so high. Um, although I probably would lean over maybe even if I would be betting the over, it would be alt, alt, uh, alternative total kind of situation on the side of five points. I'm just, I'm just not loving the Seahawks at minus five. Obviously they can get some margin here, but this Cowboys team showed us against the Falcons that they're not going to be uh, willing to give up on any games. I think they really are confident in their season and want to make sure every game that they're going out there and fighting and not just giving up on anything as they showed against the Falcons where they could have easily rolled over down 15 in the fourth. So I'm going to be passing on sides and totals, but I'm definitely going to be watching this game and maybe before game time placing a, a personal bet on it. Uh, you can't really blame me for that one. It'll be this exciting of a game. Uh, what are you thinking for this one, Santa? Yeah, so my my play is the Cowboys plus five on this one. Um, I think they're going to be inspired after last week. You know, Mike McCarthy finally getting settled in maybe, learning the ropes a little bit more. You know, you got to give a head coach a few games to get settled in. I think this could really be a coming out party for this Cowboys offense. And then when you look at the Seahawks, Russell Wilson's been really good so far. Um, they've kind of gone away from that run running game that they've relied on for ever since Marshawn Lynch came over to them. Um, I just see this as a spot where, you know, the Seahawks have so much hype coming in, Russell Wilson, MVP type numbers. And, you know, it's not something that they've showed us that they have been successful at in the past in terms of throwing the ball 35 times a game. So I think, you know, I think there's a little bit too much hype on the Seahawks right now. Uh, that Cowboys offense is damn good, and I think they come in here and definitely cover this spread of five. Um, and I would actually lean under on this game as well. Uh, like I said before, I don't, I don't know if the – you know, it's only two games that the Seahawks have been putting up these points, throwing the ball this many times. Like, I don't think you can call that their new identity quite yet. It could just be a game plan thing, and – you know, I could definitely see Pete Carroll switching it up against this high-powered Cowboys offense and trying to control the tempo a little bit more and running the ball, giving it to Chris Carson a little bit more than he has the first two weeks. So I would probably lean under at 57.5 or 57, but I'm not going to be playing either of those. Well, I, well good, this either number, I will be playing Cowboys plus five. That's a good point, I think, about uh, the Seahawks. I mean, it's been exciting to watch them play the first two weeks, but they haven't shown us that they're – actually going to sustain this play style. I mean, we've, we've all seen how Pete Carroll has coached his team in the past and always leaned more towards the run. So it'll be interesting to see if they do keep that up for this season. I, I like that Cowboys plus five play, though. I think this is just going to be a competitive game overall. So if you're getting more than a field goal, why not? Why not take the underdogs there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Um, so let's, let's move on to the Lions taking on the Cardinals. Uh, Lions plus six, total 55 and a half. Uh, why don't you get us started with this one? Yeah, so I'm seeing five and a half on most of my boards, but I'm not seeing Bovada, so I'm sure it's different on there. But it's uh, uh, yeah, plus six is minus one twenty for the Lions, so it's about okay. five and a half. Um, I would lean Lions here. Um, 
I just think this is a classic Matt Stafford game where you could, you know, really show back up and show show people that he's still still that guy under center for the Lions. And like I said, like, yeah, you can't base too much off last season or at all, but, you know, this it's been two games. Like, I don't know that this Cardinals team is, like, if you can rely on them to, you know, perform week in, week out yet. Yeah, they've looked good, but it's such a small sample size. And with five and a half to six points, I think that's a little bit too much. Um, so I lean Lions, but I'm not going to be firing on it. And then the over-under is also really high on this one at 55 and a half. Uh, I'd probably lean over here. Like I said, I, I think I see Stafford really coming out and, and throwing against this outside of Pat Peterson, subpars, subpar Cardinal secondary. Um, it's actually interesting, though. The total is 55 and a half at all these 10 books that I'm looking at all minus 110 both ways, which is kind of funny. Um, so it seems to be a consensus at this number. Um, but, yeah, I would lean over, even though it has moved four and a half points up from an opening line of 51. Yeah, I'm actually going to be taking the under 55 and a half in this one. I think that, like you were saying, it could be a game where Stafford uh, kind of gets himself involved in the, in the passing game here with Kenny Galladay returning. But I do think Galladay is still going to be a little limited. And I just don't see the Lions putting up four touchdowns in this one and competing with the Cardinals in that respect. I just think it's going to be a kind of a lower scoring one. Uh, Lions defense hasn't impressed too much, but I just don't see, I just don't see either team putting up like 35 in this, ty- in this type of game. And I, I don't see it being super close either. I would probably lean to the Cardinals in this one. So I guess we're kind of in disagreement on this game. But, yeah, I'm going to be taking the under 55 and a half. Just seems like too high of a number for a Lions game and a team that's historically inconsistent on offense. Sometimes they get it going. Sometimes they just they just don't really even show up. So I'm going to be taking that under 55 and a half in this second-to-last afternoon game. And uh, moving right on to the Buccaneers and Broncos. Bucks are going to Denver, actually, and laying about five and a half or six, I think I see here. And, oh, this is another low total game. 43 is the total for the Broncos team, who's unfortunately going to be without Drew Locke and Corlin Sutton in this one. So their offense is definitely going to be struggling here. Do you know, Sandman, if they are starting Driscoll or Bortles? Because I did see they signed Bortles the other day. Yeah, I haven't heard anything confirmed, but I would assume that Driscoll is going to be starting this game. Yeah. Bringing in Bortles on five days with the team and throwing him out there, I don't think is a recipe for success. Um, and Driscoll really didn't look that bad. Like he was, he wasn't great, but he was a serviceable quarterback in the second half of last week's game. So I see them getting given Driscoll, you know, at least a little bit of time here to, to prove himself. Um, and like I said before, with what was that last game that we we're talking about with the backup quarterback, probably the 49ers game. I, I don't, really like betting these games because you haven't seen anything from Driscoll in the past outside of a half of football. Um, and then Cortland Sutton's out. So I'm going to be staying away from this game with too many injuries to deal with here. Um, and then, yeah, this total is pretty low, but like you said, Broncos are pretty banged up. Um, Buccaneers offense has been good, not great. So I think this is right around where I would set the line at. 
Yeah, I think this Bucks defense is legit, and this low total of 43 going against a backup quarterback is, I think, a, a good line. So I'm not going to be getting involved there or on the side here. I just I'm not convinced on the Bucks yet, especially offensively. I just I don't I don't know how consistent Brady is going to be throughout the year, and I don't really want to lay some point lay over a field goal with them on the road here in a game that we just don't really know too much about, like you were saying with the backup quarterback. So I'm going to be passing that one as well. And, I mean, I think we can move on to the two most exciting games of the week here, the Sunday night and the Monday night game. Yeah. I think we're both pretty excited for the Sunday night game. Packers-Saints, why don't you get us started there? Yeah, so obviously I'm a big Packers fan. Pretty excited with how the season started. Um, I'm a little surprised that this line hasn't moved more than it has. Opened at six and a half at that look-ahead line. Down to plus three. Um, I just think the Packers have been much better team so far this year. Um, Devontae Adams may not play, but same thing with Michael Thomas. Um, I think if the Packers can just key in on Kamara, and you know they're not going to hold him, but limit him to what they can. I I don't really think the Saints' offenses can keep up with the way Rodgers has been throwing the ball so far this year, and that Saints' defense isn't isn't anything crazy. Obviously, they're not bad, but I can definitely see Rodgers slicing them up like he has the last two defenses he's played, given that those were the Lions and Vikings, but I still think he can sling the rock with the best of them looking at it this year so far. So I'm going to be taking Packers plus three here. Um, I think when you're getting points on a team that has been clearly the better team the first two weeks of the season, um, I think that's always a good spot to be in. So I'll take the Packers plus three and I would lean under here just with the injuries to those two key wideouts. Um, but I will not be firing on either side. One thing that does concern me with if Adams misses this game is the Packers lack of weapons outside of him. Obviously Aaron Jones is a beast on offense, but you know, I don't know who Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking to downfield um, in the wide receiver category, but I guess you could say the same thing about Drew Brees and the Saints. So, I do like the Packers here, and I lean the under. Yeah, I think this is, is going to be an exciting game, and obviously unfortunate that both those wide receivers uh, are trending towards being out for this one. But just a couple of interesting things about this game. I think that, like you were saying, this Packers plus three is a little bit of a weird line. I think that with all the COVID and no fans in the stands, I think that it's kind of saying that the Saints are better than the Packers because I think that we shouldn't really be giving the Saints three points just for the travel that the Packers are going to be yeah. doing for a Sunday night game. Just go on, however, like a two hour, two and a half hour plane ride south. I don't think that's worth three points. So I do think that this line is shaded towards the Saints, calling them a little bit of a better team. And I would probably lean Packers here, and I might end up betting it on game day. But right now, it's not going to be part of my five plays. Um, but the other point I would like to make is. I, I usually say that running backs don't really matter in the NFL. And I, I don't think they do in a general case, but I think this is going to be a, a super exciting matchup between the running backs of, I mean, Kamara and Jones. And I think it's going to be more about what defense is able to take away the other team's running back in the passing game. Because I think both of these running backs could be in for honestly double digit targets because of the, with uh, the two target monsters of Adams and Thomas out. Aaron Jones usually sees a lot of targets from the Packers, as we saw last week, uh, how he got involved in the passing game 
as well as the run game, obviously. And I mean, Kamara, when the Saints were trailing against the Raiders, was just getting fed the ball by Drew Brees when he didn't have Michael Thomas to throw to. So I think if uh, if those two are getting involved heavily in this game, it's going to be probably a little bit of a lower scoring game just because it's going to be more uh, chew of the clock type of short passes. So I would lean towards the under here, but I think that the, maybe the best angle to get at this game would be some sort of uh, Kamara or Aaron Jones receiving props. And I'm not sure what those receptions are lined at because they usually come out Sunday mornings, but I'm definitely going to be taking a peek at those when they do come out and maybe taking a stab at those if they're lined at around three receptions or maybe three and a half, I would be willing to take the over. And uh, definitely going to be looking into those, but I'm going to be leading Packers here with you, Sandman, on that one. And just definitely excited for this, this Sunday night game, big time. Yeah, so uh, last game of the slate, we got the two best teams in the NFL going at it. Um, I was a little bit surprised and disappointed when I saw this line at first. I thought the Chiefs may even be favored or maybe be one-point underdogs, but I did like the Ravens if that was the case. But at over a field goal, I'm going to stay away from this game. Um, I, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is going to keep Chiefs in every single ball game that they have. Um, and that Ravens team is, I think, a little bit more well-rounded than the Chiefs. Um, so I do like the Raider, Ravens to win probably, but I do see it being – it could be like a classic game really close the whole way. Um, and then over under is pretty high, 55, 54, 55. Um, it's, it's a tough game to predict because, you know, it's going to be close, but, you know, the, both these defenses have been, you know, definitely serviceable to above average so far this year. And yeah, these, both these offenses are high powered, but I think it's just a, it's a, it's a tough spot to, you know, predict what's going to happen in this game with this much talent on the field, like on both sides. It's, you know, who's going to step up? You just don't really know. So I'm going to be passing on both these plays, but I'm definitely going to be watching this game. Yeah, anytime we have uh, such good teams coming up against each other, I think it's it's usually probably more towards the under type of game just because it's going to be that much more competitive. But, I mean – like you were saying, with how high-powered these offenses are, it could always explode. We could have a, a four-touchdown quarter by these, these two teams. So I'm, I'm going to be passing on the total as well, but I am going to be making my last bet of the week on Chiefs plus three and a half. Like you were saying, I was right there along with you. I was kind of confused by this line right when it came out at Chiefs over a field goal. Um, just seems like a lot of points to be given the reigning Super Bowl champs. And obviously they, they didn't look super impressive against the Chargers there in that overtime game that they were able to squeak out. But I think that they were just caught off guard there with Herbert starting and the defense didn't look too great, but only allowed 20 points to the Chargers. So nothing too disappointing from that perspective. And the Chiefs showed that they were still able to come from behind in that type of game and make it happen when they needed to. So I'm going to be taking Chiefs plus three and a half here. I, I just expect an extremely competitive game uh, either team could easily come out with a win, but I don't see a blowout from either side here. So going to be taking Chiefs plus three and a half and just hoping it stays close as I think the rest of America is and just going to be enjoying this game on Monday night. Uh, I think a great way to cap off this week of NFL for sure. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, looking forward to this week, seeing how we do. Hopefully 
10 and 10 combined record right now can get into the positives. Uh, yeah, absolutely. My plays. I think there's a lot of good games this week. Um, definitely going to be one of my most bet weeks. Um, definitely so far, probably my most bet week, but I mean, there's just a lot of games that I'm going to be interested in, in looking into a little bit more here um, besides these five that I've played. Um, and I think, yeah, it'll be definitely a fun Sunday. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Um, so here to recap my plays, I'm going with Bills at anything less than a field goal, looking right about minus two right now. Taking Washington at plus seven and a half would be the best number to take it at. If you can find it, I'm liking Giants plus three and a half. Lions under 55 and a half and Chiefs plus three and a half are my plays. Yeah, so we didn't end up having any crossovers, but I would be willing to take the Rams against you against those Bills if you want to do that for a unit. I'm currently two and zero on these side plays, so I'm trying. Are to make... you? Did you do you have an official play on the Rams? I do not. Okay, well then, since you don't have an official play on the Rams, I'll be generous and I will give you Rams plus two and a half instead of the two that the market is at right now, so that uh, we can make it a fair fight. Because I, I know I'm going to win this one. All right, I'll take two and a half. <laughs> All right, my, so crossfire bet there. Yeah, Rams, my, Bills. My five plays are going to be Packers plus three, Panthers over 43 and a half, Bears under 48, Jets plus 12 and a half, and Cowboys plus five. So just like last week, I'm going to be riding the dogs again. Um, only two dogs won last week, but definitely a lot covered. So I'm hoping for the same thing again this week. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a great week of football. And, uh, Week three, so we're kind of getting into the into the season here. Going to be starting to see some buys soon, but I think we're all just pretty excited about uh, what's going on in the NFL. We're able to get things off kind of without a hitch here, so fingers crossed that that continues this week in the NFL, and we're able to keep rolling here and hopefully, like Sandman said, turn, start to turn some profit combined on our plays here. So let's get it week three here in the NFL. Anything, uh, anything else, Sandman? I don't think so. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, we'll hope you tune into the next episode and uh, good luck with your plays this weekend. Good stuff. We'll talk to you guys next week for week four, hopefully recapping a winning week. Thanks guys.